The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. And Jesus said, And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and people love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. There was a husband and wife whose vacation was interrupted by a visit to the dentist's office. After waiting impatiently for a few minutes in the waiting room, they were called to an examining room. When the dentist entered the room, the woman was very direct. She said, I want a tooth pulled and I don't want any Novocaine because I'm in a big hurry. Just pull the tooth as quickly as possible, throw some gauze on it, and we'll be on our way. The dentist was surprised. You're certainly a courageous person, he said. I don't think I could have a tooth pulled without pain medication, no matter how much of a hurry I was in. Which tooth is it? The woman turned to her husband and said, Show him your bad tooth, dear. <laughs> Love can take many different forms, as with this couple. Our gospel for today speaks about love, about God's love for you and me, about God's love for the world. It contains what is one of the most well-known verses in all of Scripture, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. The verse that follows is important in understanding God's love for the world as well. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. In various places in his gospel, St. John refers to Jesus as the light of the world. You heard a reference to the light in the gospel passage that I read just a moment ago. Jesus Christ is the light of the world, The light no darkness can overcome. But Jesus spoke about that in a different way. In talking with his disciples and those who had gathered to hear him teach, Jesus said, You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, Let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. 
Jesus' words are important. He doesn't say you are the light of the church. He doesn't say you are the light of your family. He doesn't say you are the light of the light. He says very clearly, and I believe very intentionally, you are the light of the world. So that means that the place for Christians is the world, and the place for the church is the world. The truth be told, most of us would rather make something that is already light a little brighter. We'd rather shine our light where it's already light, rather than stick it out and fumble around in the darkness. But a candle isn't made to illuminate itself. The church isn't a refuge from the world. The church is a refuge for the world. You and I, who are the church, who are the body of Christ in the world, are called to follow Jesus and to reach out to others following his example of inclusion, forgiveness, acceptance, grace, and love. As you know, we have a wonderful opportunity today. We get to see the progress that's being made in the Seeds of Faith construction. We have the opportunity for a behind-the-scenes tour of that new construction or to see the tour on videotape. I have to admit that I'm not one of those persons who can look at a blueprint and then imagine what the finished product will be like. Some people are gifted in that way, but I'm not one of them. And so for me, it's good and necessary to see the tangible results. But I think we'll really miss something if all we see is wood and steel and stone, because that's only part of what's being built. Certainly we're adding a gathering space and geothermal heating and cooling and making the building accessible for all people. But the church isn't just a building. As you know, the church is people. And the changes that are being made will enable us to continue and add to the many ministries of this congregation which make a difference in our lives and the lives of people in our community and really throughout the world. I haven't been at Trinity a full year yet, but I was thinking about the diversity of experiences that I've had here. I've stood on those stairs right there, as have Pastors Haller and Hasseke and Fraser and Hamlin and Dr. Krauss and many others. But I've stood right there on those stairs as brides and grooms have pledged themselves to one another in marriage. I've stood on those stairs as families have said goodbye and released their loved ones to God's eternal care. I've stood on those stairs as young men and women have affirmed their baptisms, publicly confirming their faith. I've stood there as we've offered our best wishes to those graduating from high school and prayed for them as they faced new beginnings. And I've stood at the font there as babies and children and adults have been baptized into Jesus' death and resurrection, claimed as God's own children, sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. I've listened as joyful praise has been made to God by our choirs and musicians, enjoyed times of fellowship with our senior men's group and women of the church, watched as we've collected food items for Wellspring and assisted people across the globe through our alternative Christmas market. I've seen children gain confidence in their abilities through drama, gone on video scavenger hunts and made glop with third graders and gone down the toboggan track at Pokagon with our youth. When I first came to Trinity, I was amazed by the beauty of this awesome church building, and I still am and hope I always will be. 
but I'm even more amazed by what takes place in this building. I'm more amazed by the family of faith that claims this as their home and together shares in times of tears and laughter, times of joy and sorrow. I'm amazed by the community of God's people who are heard and loved and taught and claimed and treasured here. I'm amazed by the difference that our family of faith makes in my life and in the lives of countless others. As we have a special opportunity today to see the progress in the construction, we also recognize that this building isn't just for us. We recognize that we're called as Christians to share the light of Christ with others. So we've been encouraged to bring a friend to plant a seed this day. That has very special meaning for me. My parents did not belong to a church when I was born, and our neighbors across the street belonged to a Lutheran church. Their daughter was in my kindergarten class, and she invited me to attend Sunday school with her. It was a very simple thing to do, but it changed my life forever. It was because of God working through that invitation that I came to know and love Jesus. It was through that invitation that the Holy Spirit gathered me and eventually my whole family to be a part of the church. Her very simple, hey, do you want to go to Sunday school with me, led to my baptism and to my being here today. We never know what kinds of seeds of faith we plant when we let our light shine. So if you brought a friend with you today, thank you. If you're here as a friend, please know that you are welcome and we invite you to learn more about this dynamic community of God's people. And if you didn't bring a friend with you today, the good news is it's not too late because we're here every week. You might recall that Jesus first shared those famous words in John 3.16 as part of a visit with Nicodemus, and that visit happened at nighttime. He told this Jewish leader that no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus came to Jesus with words of flattery, and he ended up having his faith shaken to its very core. Probably as a way to help Nicodemus, who was very well-versed in the Hebrew Scriptures, in order to help him grasp the radically new and profound nature of his words, Jesus noted how Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. The Israelites were healed from poisonous snake bites, simply by gazing at that bronze replica. Jesus said, The Son of Man must be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. With Jesus, the stakes are higher. During the time of Moses, the bronze snake brought a much welcomed but outward and temporary solution to what was a very specific problem, the snake bite. But Jesus offered in his new covenant everlasting health, and wholeness and peace to the entire universe forever. That was a mind-boggling idea, especially to a Jewish leader who considered his nation among all those in the world to have been chosen exclusively by God. Nicodemus was probably convinced that there were boundaries to consider and conditions to be met, even for God's love. Jesus didn't debate that point, he just ignored it. God's love, he explained to a flustered and bewildered Nicodemus, has no boundaries and no limitations. Jesus told Nicodemus, For God so loved the world 
that He gave His only Son so that everyone who believes in Him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Jesus says the same to us today. God's love, He explains to a flustered and bewildered you and me, has no boundaries and no limitations. God's love is for you and for me and for the whole world. And you and I who have been claimed by God in the waters of holy baptism and filled with the Holy Spirit, we are called to be about God's work in the world. So we have the opportunity to see the progress that's being made in, on our building. May we be reminded that God calls us to let our light shine so that all may know the good news of God's grace. May the seeds of faith that are planted today be planted today and every day as we let our light shine. Amen.